everybody how are we doing out there in dym nation this is your favorite podcast this is the dym podcast i am old man dutch here with the old oh. cool breeze who is calling himself That's the me, pool baby. shark for the day i don't even know where the pool shark comes from i'll tell you it's one of my favorite <laughs> references so when i was in college uh we were all going to see a concert in hartford me and my college roommates, my buddies, we're all staying at our friend Chris Bowen's house. And we're all drunk and we smoke a joint before we go to bed. And my roommate, Mike Gluhanic, who's now MD now, we're all lying there. You know, when you're young and you, it's basically a sleepover. You're all laying in your sleeping bags. You're about to pass out. He goes, hey, Fiori, what was that movie with Wayne Newton and Pool? Pool Shark? And I go, you mean Paul Newman and Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> I know. I mean, you, I mean, you go Paul Newman and Color I, Money, not Cool Hand Luke. He was thinking the Color Money with Paul yeah. Newman, and he goes, he's confused with Wayne Newton and thought of Pool Shark in his head. So <laughs> I was actually just talking to him earlier, and I we were talking about that story. So I thought I'd give him a little homage and write my name as Pool Shark. There you go, Pool Shark for the Being, day. which is a movie also, I would actually like to see Wayne Newton in Pool Shark. I would love to see Wayne Newton in Pool Shark. Uh, I think, to be honest, it probably could have been done, like older Wayne Newton playing a pool shark. I could see happening. I, yeah. I, it's, it would be a little bit more flamboyant than Paul Newman, right. but it would be it'd be a fun, uh, a fun, a fun romp, a fun pool romp. Yeah. You know what's so funny is like that's actually a good thing to talk about because you know you had, I think you can say hands down uh, the two best movies about. The game of pool are color of money and uh the hustler which had yep. jackie gleason as the you know the paul newman character from color yep, of money and fats minnesota fats right and then those two were made i couldn't name you another pool movie really besides this movie that came out early 2000s called pool hall junkies which is uh, awful right. it's got awful. it's got billy pepper in it and it's got a couple of the famous uh-huh. guys I think Vin Diesel might be in it. And it was just, there's a lot of movies that, that try to be tough and they're not. And they, and they, the, the, yeah. the heavies in the movies are just not scary or, or intimidating at all. Right. They're trying and to like also, capture. What else are you going to do with pool? You know, it's not the most exciting thing to watch as a movie plot. You've kind of done the two most exciting things you can do with hustling. And then basically the, you know, uh, the tournament racket whatever yeah. you get to in color of money. So it's like, you kind of did it all. I don't really see where else you can go with it. So you can only go, done. you can only go like the, the getting a bunch of money to play a guy in a game of pool route. And the, you have, you have a, 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 a risk of getting your hands cut off. Like it's like that it has to like yeah. up the ante. Right, right, so yeah, right. you're right. What can you do? But, but and even when they try to do it pin right there, that's only yeah. except Poland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, but this yeah, th- this pool hole junkies pool. movie is just oof, it is it is rough to watch. I don't think it I've is, ever seen it, but I, I remember now that you said the title. Pool hole junk. Actually, I might be thinking I might be mixing two movies together because there's that in this movie knock around guys that came out at the same time. Yeah, which is also bad and trying to be like was, I think it was like everybody's 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 like attempt at being like a Scorsese or you know like it's almost like you can tell. These movies that are made by like these film school guys that just aren't that great. Like guys fresh yeah. out of film school who aren't too Suicide great. King. You know? Remember Suicide Kings? Uh, yes, I remember Suicide Kings. Kind of in that vein. Dennis Leary gives that speech about his dad beating the shit out of him. It's supposed to be this really dramatic moment, but it's it just so, sucks. That's <laughs> a movie like I loved in college. I was like, this is wonderful filmmaking. And then I watched it like a year ago and I was like, this is a piece of shit. That's actually this a great watch. 
That's another great topic we do. Movies that don't age, like movies yeah. that in college you have a poster of on your wall. Totally. Some of them age, some of them don't. Suicide Kings is one of them, and the biggest one of all time, which I never – I'm very proud I've never liked this movie. Uh, the only movie, I think, in the history of film that, that it, its original was not in theaters, but its sequel was, is Boondock Saints, baby. Oh, <laughs> boy. That movie was a, a personality for some people. It our, really our, was. Oh, my God. I watched and, it in college and was like, yeah, it's fine. But I had friends from like Boston who were like, this is the fucking next Godfather. <laughs> like, All right, relax. <laughs> And and it had good people. I had like uh, Sean, uh, not Sean William Scott, Sean Patrick, whatever his name is. Yeah, Flannery. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, and then and it had Billy, uh, Billy, um, the comic. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Billy. Talk about uh, a guy who disappeared. Oh, Billy Zane. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. We know what he does. Uh, what's he was the, what's such the a prick in Titanic, and then we kind of never saw from him again. Yeah, he was in Zoolander, and they go. Uh, Billy uh, Connolly is the Billy guy I was Connelly. thinking of. That's right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Thanks Buster Palm. Um, Billy Connolly was good in Boondock Saints. That's the only good thing about that movie. Boondock Saints is the movie Stinks. for every Long Island Irish guy that wants to be like, I'm Irish. I love Boondock Saints. It's just I like make, I, I can make a case for Goodwill Hunting. Doesn't hold up as much. Hold like, on. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about something totally different today because uh, I, I watched a TV show that I want to talk about in a couple minutes. You wait. Andy, it doesn't hold up as well as much as you think it does. When was the last time you saw it? I, not that long ago. I want I, think I want it's a movie that is so great when you first see it in, in college in that age for me. And then you watch it. You go, it's still good. Don't get doing anything wrong. But there's a lot of tough scenes to watch in there, you know? Okay, then I need you to run these down because here's the thing, man. It's a, it's still the writing. Kind of hard to stomach. The writing. Who? Affleck? No. What's her name? The actress. Uh, Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Her uh, whole scene. Like, there's a lot of those. It's those are some corny parts. I guess is the word I was looking for. I, um, I don't want you to think. I don't want you to go down the wrong track here. I do like and enjoy Goodwill Hunting. I think again, it's Robin Williams is much better as a dramatic actor. I can take him as a dramatic actor. I can't take him as a comedic actor. He's just too manic. Well, it's, so it's I do probably, like. I think a lot we can of make the case is the best thing that Robin Williams has done, besides maybe Awakening, uh, yes. which is a really sad movie. Um, I think World it's a, a really, really well written movie. I'll give you this. I'll, I'll give you this. Oh, it, right, sir. It loses its. It loses its a bit. It's it's um it's mystique a bit when you find out the backstory of the movie so the so it was a really like oscar rags to riches story where affleck right. and damon they like came out of nowhere these struggling actors they wrote the script they got it as it turns out which i've learned from other podcasts and other things reading things about this movie their script started off very different right. than what yeah. it was i i i'm from what i hear it was a spy thriller when it first started <laughs> And I think I think I had the bones of this, but I think it might have been That's that he what was, he was hunting for. If, hunting if I had to guess, he was recruited by the CIA because of his smarts. And he done. if I had to guess, I don't know what it is. But um, then James L. Brooks and uh, and who else? A couple other guys got Rob Reiner got Rob involved. Reiner? And apparently there was like 20 different versions of the script that happened. Yeah. So when you hear that, I go, OK, you give me 20 chances to rewrite with these brilliant these brilliant comedic and dramatic directors and actors and and just all around producers then yeah i'll write a really really good movie that'll hold up and might even get nominated for an oscar yeah i get that but if you still watch it 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 does hold up because here's the thing like we just said boom doc saints corny irish movie good will hunting pretty on the nose irish movie from that area from what i can tell like like yeah, maybe you'd have some some hard rocks in South Boston be like it's fucking corny. That's not me and my <laughs> friends. Like whatever. But as far as like general consumption of that lifestyle goes, of that world goes, nobody knew much about it at the at that point. Then it became huge, departed all the all the um, all the Boston movies that came out. It almost became like a a trope or like a uh, like a, a spoof after a while with with all this like dramatic shit happening in Boston. So, but that was early on. This is ninety seven. This came out. Yeah, yeah. I just so, did a right quick now. little <laughs> just did a quick little Goodwill hunting, not that good, and it wrote the first thing I found up is 
Why Goodwill Hunting is hard to watch 20 years later in 20. Get out of here. All right, you know thank what? you. I'm not the only one. Enough, enough with this. Enough with this. It has to be legitimate What's when they're doing opinion? this. And uh, no, no, I'm no, not saying you. I'm saying it's your opinion. You can have your opinion. But they've been doing that to all these 90s movies where it's like, yeah, guys, movies are made in different times. Also, you know what else doesn't hold up? Birth of a Nation because it's about the KKK and it's pro-KKK. No. Like shit happens. But it's also a thing when something actually is still – still worthwhile like I, I mentioned multiple times in the podcast about how american beauty gets ripped apart because it's like guys this was a starting point for those types of movies so you can't just give up on it and go it sucks it, it obviously didn't suck for the time period you know things change we get more and more cynical as we go on as a people i think and that's why people on the internet well first of all it's the internet and secondly that's why people go after these things Right. You don't think so? What are you reading right now? Because you're not even. I don't think it was that they it meant it as like a hard to like a, a woke kind of thing. I just think it was like, oh, this wasn't. It's what I was the point I was trying to make. It was that oh, it was just like wasn't. I I had a love affair of it 20 years ago when I was like that age, and I just now it's a little different now that I'm older. Oh, is that, I, don't that's, it, oh I don't think it's meant as like oh, it's hard to watch because of like stereotypes. Oh, okay. All right. I, I took it as yeah. like oh, rough. It's a rough one to no. watch after 20 years. Um, no, no, no. Okay. Why? But, but oh, what you meant is it doesn't mean as much to you as when you were like, yeah, nineteen or whatever. Here's the thing, exactly. And that happens uh, with a ton of. It happens with a ton of movies. It happens to other movies. Listen, I, I would have. I read you that wrong. Color was the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> and then I watch episodes now, and I'm like, oh my lord, this is really, really hard. I really a lot you, of bad. I took you to mean you're like, oh, it's a bad movie now. Like that's no, what no, I thought no. you were saying. Okay, okay. Not at all, sir. I'll tell you um, what was Army of the Fucking Dead. I turned it off after 15 minutes. That's well. That's another interesting that we can talk about is that um, they had T.J. Miller in that movie, and they 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 replaced him by CGI with Tignatara, right? I didn't even get to her part. I couldn't even oh. get through. Cool, fun opening, and then really downhill fast. Somebody wrote, "If Zack Snyder could just direct openings and then." <laughs> leave the rest of the film up to people who actually know what they're doing, his movies would be so much better. I was like, that's hilarious. Which is such a funny replacement. <laughs> yeah, it makes no fucking sense. They both like young chicks. You but know. also, <laughs> but also, uh, temperament-wise, replacing Crystalia with Tignataro is like, did they, did that make sense for the movie? Like, Crystalia is like this even really... You. Uh, act, act of uh, you know energy guy and Tig is very dry and and you know yeah yeah but, but boy yeah, it, it, but Zack Snyder's the army that if they could just direct openings oh. he'd be a brilliant uh, director yeah they're called commercials or they're called <laughs> they're called they're called, it's called so a web series opening and they went south so fast I go oh I know what this is and I just turned it off and I'm not going back. Oh, you got it. You got to do everybody a, a, a solid and you have to tell them what was the moment that did it for you. Just who cares about spoilers? Fuck it. If you if you're worried about spoilers for Army of the Dead, don't listen to the next 30 I, seconds. I have nothing to spoil. I didn't make it oh. that far to spoil anything. But what made you go? No. Nope. Like, what was the what was the, the attribute of the movie? It's so bad. And the dialogue gets so corny in the right first away. 15 minutes. In the first 15, 20 minutes. I'm wow. telling you, the opening is this really cool montage. And then it. You get a picture of Dave Batista's character who and like it doesn't make sense. All of a sudden they wall off like Vegas, which is all these zombies. And then they try and find Dave Batista, the, you know, the feds or whatever. Like, You're the only guy who can go in and rescue this blah, blah, blah. And then it immediately cuts to these other two chicks who are like, you, you got to do this the right way. You're not. You can't go rogue on this one. It's like it's a 15 year old girl. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And I bailed. I was also, like, I'm out. I'm done. No movie, even if it is like a, a, even if it is supposed to be like kitschy, should ever have the dialogue. You can't go rogue on this one. <laughs> I, I, I might have because made that talk one. about four. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying, like even like it's been done too much. But it's just, in the past. just like, hey man, you played by the book this time. Don't you know play by your own rules? It's just like. <laughs> Christ on a cracker. I mean, come on, dude. That's like having no, I, just, reality. I, go, I know what this movie is. I think I've seen the best parts of it. Done. Finito. Wow. Wow. Buongiorno. Adios. Yeah. I
I'm a fan of zombie. I like zombie movies. I'm a fan. I was watching Cabin in the Woods yesterday, and I thought of you because I go, what a cool breaking the tropes and breaking the horror movie genre that they did that. It really is. And and to be honest, we all know that uh, the, the Dutch is a big old wimp when it comes to these things. And you even explained to me how Cabin in the Woods would. It, it's almost like a yeah. starter horror movie where you're like, <laughs> right, right. it's good for people like me where it, it doesn't put like it takes you out of it a little bit enough where yes. you have a reprieve where you can you can laugh a little bit. But then it's also nope. it's pretty it's it's pretty it's fucked. Some, some of the parts it's got some jumps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do a really good job of it. And, oh, and they do a job of also the ending is is fantastic. Like yeah, the ending it really is, is. If you, you haven't seen it, that. go watch it. It'll turn your a total one eighty on what you think like a horror movie can be. It's a really cool idea, and I am very excited for Conjuring Part Three because that's a good horror movie franchise. The first one is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. And the second one, it was really scary as well. But I love the uh, the Warren family, and they've just made these two people these great like horror movie, you know, the the anchors for horror movies. Just the the husband and the wife team. It's so, and, and they're real life people. It's so cool. I love that. I love how there's a real life aspect. It makes I've like watched the documentaries on YouTube on the Conjuring House in Rhode Island, and you're like, fuck, that makes it scarier, dude. It was a real place. <laughs> You know, yeah. So yeah. conjuring part three is that this guy uses uh, the defense of the devil made him do it, basically. And it's just like these guys know how to make a horror movie. I'm going to be scared and I'm they excited. For it. Well, that's almost reminds me of people freaking out over to the uh, Amityville Horror House uh, because that's Damn, that's Sam. 25 minutes from where I grew up. But my buddy had a great story, not about that house, another one yeah. in the same town. My buddy TJ grew up in Amityville, right? I, uh, and yep. he said there's another house in his neighborhood that is like this old, scary-looking, haunted house-looking thing that the sidewalk is painted red right in front of that, just in front of that Come house. Come on. I swear. And then he said that the neighbors that lived there were always kind of weird and odd, almost like the birds. Of like the, right. In the but then he said – one day he talked to one of his other neighbors that didn't live in the house and they were like, yeah, they seem weird. I don't know what's up with this family. The Mayos were the and, then, family. And, and then the next time he saw this, these, this is not the Amityville house. This is a different house. Oh, oh. And then, and then the next time he saw that neighbor, he goes, Oh, he said something about that, about that, that house being weird. And the neighbor was like, no, nah, they're actually great, uh, great people. And, uh, da, 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 and people. he mentioned whatever it is. And then he looks down and that neighbor who used, who bashed them the first time and now is talking really sweetly about them had some weird, like cultish looking ring on their ring, on their, ring on their what? On their finger had a ring that looked like they were like oh, part wow. of a cult or something. So I think the, I think the insinuation is that, these people were taken into whatever cult this family. It's like one of these urban myth things, but it's a great story where it's like that is funny. That's first, so hilarious. Yeah, it's just this thing of oh, like, he, yeah, how was that? Like, yeah, <laughs> him, him, you brainwash. My name is Tanya. <laughs> you know, well, that's it, even a that's most a larger of the reference. World that's a, is carpeted. That's a larger reference to uh, what's her name, um, Patty Hearst. Yeah, she her name was Tanya in the uh, PLO or whatever it was. <laughs> Just eh, that show was working on a bunch of levels. Oh I God. talk about scary movies and movies that don't hold up. That was a great convergence of two things, two topics right there, because the original Amityville horror is a piece of shit. Oh, is it's it? James Brolin being James Brolin. Dude. It's like <laughs> you're not a leading man. I'm sorry. Your son is great. But man, he it is just so late 70s and it's just so bad. Yeah, it's talk really about, a bad horror movie. You know that every they're like every generation does better than the next. Uh, that's of that is a perfect example of that because his son is a way better actor than he is. Yeah, way better actor. Well, his son was also. Yes no. You don't think so? Oh, I think he. I mean, I don't know if anybody's making a case for Sofia Coppola being a better director than Francis Ford. I'm not saying it happens all the time. I'm just saying in that case, <laughs> it happened. No, no, totally. Uh, I mean, Josh Brolin, goddamn. Oh, I think. I think that what they Wait realize, a second. Choose your words carefully here. Uh, she's a better director <laughs> than she is an actor. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> just oh maybe one of the worst acted scenes in the history. Director. Yeah. She's, and then just drops. It's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. Dad. 
<laughs> That's along the lines of the happening. And he goes, you're stealing my stuff. And then Mark Wahlberg goes, what? No. This <laughs> <laughs> worst acting scenes in the history of film. Oh, my God. Yeah, she but, is a good director. I'll give her that. I like she's Lost a good director. I, I and like I think she also British surprised a lot of people with how good she is at directing. Yeah. And she also knows her wheelhouse. So she's an she knows yep. she's an indie director. She's not making these big budget. She's not her dad when it comes to these epic tales or these these uh, these 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 giant budgeted things. Like you know, yeah. even Lost in Translation, there's probably a budget on it, but it's a very it's a smaller story. It's not just it's not the history <laughs> also, of the I mafia with, family. With Lost in Trailer, you just put the point the camera at Bill Murray and just go action. And yeah, exactly. yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, <laughs> but he, ha- he but really the thing about is that Bill is. He has to be on board. He has to be on board for yeah. that to happen. And he obviously was on board with her in the story and what, you know, for choosing that, you know, there's a yeah, lot of stuff she's done that one with him, but it was on Apple TV. And I, Oh, I heard it was pretty good. Actually. I didn't see Rashida it. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Who I enjoy. Uh, she's great. Um, here's the one thing I wanted to ask you before we get off horror movies, even though we kind of did, but, uh, Horror movie fans are very, you know, very particular and, and, and they know what scares them, whatever it is. Yeah. I, we might have talked about this before, but I wanted to ask you, has there ever been one that you were, you were anticipating to watch so much and then you watched it yeah, and you were like, God damn it. And, it. and it fell off. I think I have one because I mentioned one that I thought was going to be scary and you were like, it's garbage. And I was wondering Which if one? you also were into it. The Nun, the, whatever that was called, The Nun. Oh, yeah. The nuns, That's all right. That's kind of an offshoot of a th- character from Conjuring. Oh, is it? Yeah, The Nun was... Uh... Yeah, I don't want to explain the whole thing, but um, yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was like, yeah, it's okay. Um, that's horror movies that didn't live up to their hype. Uh, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, well, you saw the trailer for this movie, the oh, the witch. What was the witch again? Because I think of the witches when you say the witch, and that's like the Jim Henson movie where they. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um. It took place in like very religious 17th century olden times, like old English American. But uh, I was so excited for it. It has um, what's her name from the Queen's Gambit, that girl. Yeah. She plays basically the child who uh, I'll just read to you in 16, in 1630, New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife and their children. When the youngest son, Samuel, suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the eldest daughter, who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance, with suspicion and paranoia mounting. Twin siblings, Mercy and Jonas, suspect <laughs> Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love of one another. And it's <laughs> it was such a scary fucking trailer. And then it's the whole thing to me was just a fucking bore. It was just we- like... Can we all agree that if you're naming your kids Mercy and Jonas, some shit's going to happen? Can we just... <laughs> You're going to get haunted. There's going to be some kind Thomason. of apparition. Yeah. Like either the people are going to come out of like the cornfields or something. Yeah. Thomason, Mercy and Jonas. And if there's a Jebediah anywhere within like a 50 mile radius of you. You're probably yeah. fucked. Like but that's the- <laughs> they speak in that, too. It's like the dialogue is all uh, Elder Jonathan cometh with me to the, uh, you know, it's just like, all right. <laughs> It's an hour and a half of that, and it's going. It was such a like they had this goat standing on its hind legs, and uh, <laughs> in the trailer, it was scary in the trailer because I don't know, just it's very bizarre. People seem to love it though. People are like, "That's a very scary movie." Where I'm like, "That didn't do it for me." There was another one that I saw the trailer for this movie called The Boy, which I thought was going to be super scary as well. Um, what's it's another just, one? It's just it's just Homer and Bart Simpson and their movie and movie together <laughs> called The Boy. Watch the boy, boy was really bad. Um, it had a chance to be really scary. Uh, what else was one I'm thinking of? Crimson something. It was just turned out to be such garbage. Crimson Tide. Um, not Crimson Tide. <laughs> what the fuck was that movie? Crimson. I'm just going to look it up. Um, Crimson and Clover. Crimson Peak. That's what it was. It was so bad. I saw it in the theater with my girlfriend who, in like, who liked horror movies at the time. It was a Guillermo del Toro movie. And oh. it looked like it was going to be super scary. And then it was just such an awful fucking movie. I was looking at my watch going, can we just leave? Can we just go? It's not worth it. It was so bad. Yeah, like that's that's become the 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 new thing for making things scary. It's just like, you know, 
anybody who's writing horror movies these days that are based in that world you just spoke of, like is they're just reading the Bible and then writing a movie. Like they're just yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like what weird shit happens in the Bible. I'll make that. And people, because nobody reads the Bible. They're not going to know. They know like vague ref, veiled references about the devil, like the, the goat on its hind legs and stuff. Yeah. So that's what freaks them out. So it's like, it probably is this subtle thing in people where they're like, I kind of know this is evil, but it's it seems newish to me, but I don't know what to think about it. Like they're just like un, they're, it's more unsettling than anything else for, right. you know, for people. Yeah. Also, any of those like remakes I thought were any of the remakes of the classics, like the f- 2009 Friday the 13th was not good. But you kind of know that going in. You're like, what are you going to do? It's a classic. Yeah. Um, they remade Chesa's, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're just like, come on, what are you doing? Stop. Well, what about the Halloween? The, the what's his name? There it is. Is that the goat? <laughs> That's homie, dude. That was the scariest part of the movie where you're like, dude, that guy's not supposed to be on the two legs. Goat on its hind legs, just hanging out in a field. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, and he's watching the trailer going, oh shit, his pants. <laughs> I had to leave the theater. <laughs> And to get really scared, Andy goes to a petting zoo and just yeah, just props the animals up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, you want to see something really <laughs> fucked up? What if this thing was on its hind legs? <laughs> Yo, you really want to scare Fiori? <laughs> get a fucking pig and put it on two feet. Yeah, get a chicken, put it upside down. <laughs> Little Yeti Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Little Yeti. I got oh I I that I did you mentioned Little Yeti and I um I got my I told you I'm on this Culture Fly uh, Seinfeld box schedule where every four months yes. I get a yeah I'm done with it I'm already done. <laughs> what were the highlights? They sent to they sent a couple they'll send you like these little figurines so they sent me another fun the Fusilli Jerry one was fun this one's that's not bad one. I'll show you I got the black and white cookie one here oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's though that's cool. But then they sent me, and it's in the other room, so I can't show you. But they sent me like a, a weird, like either a wall, ha- wall, like either a handkerchief or like a wall covering of Kramer, and he's saying "gagaga giddy up." I don't even think he says "gagaga giddy up." Does he? Has he ever said that? Yeah, it's like a weird inflection that he does. He's like, yeah, giddy up. Like I guess that's it, giddy up. But um, so I got that, and they give all the shirts they have are like kind of corny and it's like for like it's, I think it's more for like kids than they want you to wear them. I think they assume you're going to wear them. They gave me a Cramerica Industries shirt. But I think people are just oh, wearing that's a good t-shirt. That. I'd wear that. Yeah, but it, oh, would you? I'll give it to you. I okay. uh because but it's not I I don't know. Also, they gave me speaking of little Yeri, they gave me a little Yeri cooking timer thing that has just little Jerry on top of it and then you just set it cool. whatever time you need. But it said it has like the Seinfeld logo below it. That's the part that annoys me. I like when it's like it just has the thing on it and there's no yeah, Seinfeld yeah. Uh, uh, name tag on it. You know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. So I think I've had my fun with it, but I'm not – I'm just like giving the stuff away, which yeah, is good. But I'm, sometimes I'm not, enough's enough. You know, I, enough I have too enough, many trinkets yeah. of one thing. Yeah, I think also I like I, like – my girlfriend's like, yeah, your whole apartment will be Seinfeld. And I'm like, yeah, right, you're right. right. That's a little weird. Like, I, I want to have my I have my Seinfeld wall uh, at the party we mentioned last week. My buddy oh, Nick Bruce got party. me just a uh, a picture of um of the Seinfeld diner, like close up kind of. So I'm putting that That's on cool. my Seinfeld wall and I can't wait. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm just going to have that. So it's, this, it's, it's a Seinfeld accent wall in my apartment. And then I'll have the figurines in the office area here. And yeah. That should Did be you good. get a lot of good things? Oh, for my birthday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a massage from the lovely nice. Megan Delaney. And, and she got me uh, Misfits Vegetables and Fruits Delivery so I can oh, get yeah, healthier. We did talk about this, actually. We did talk about that. But the, I went to the massage. We went this past Sunday to the massage. And uh, and I liked it. it was a guy that gave me the massage. And I think it moved. And <laughs> that's what I thought of. <laughs> I think it moved anyway. But while I was there getting the massage, I asked the guy, I go, well, how do I rate as far as like the muscle tightness goes? And he goes, you mean if like 10 was the tightest? And I go, yeah, he goes 9.5. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Shawnee's, Shawnee's got some tension. The old Dutch has got some so tension. Funny you mentioned that because I was at my mom's this week and I, I got that gift certificate for, Christmas, and I was looking uh, up, up the places to go, 
and I couldn't make the appointment, but I was also going to get a massage this week. And that was the same thing on my mind going, Jesus, I'm going to wondering how tight, how tight you are. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I can't write up. In the, I mean, my shoulders are up in my ears at all times. You know what I mean? Dude, you know what so it is? Okay, if, if you ever do that thing where you turn your, you put your head in a circle and you hear the cracking, yeah. apparently that's air bubbles that are within your muscles or your cartilage or whatever it is. After yeah. I went to the massage, I did that and heard nothing. Like that's how good the massage was. Oh, I don't really hear it when I do that. Oh, I hear it all the time. Like, I hear it all, all the time. Oh, all right. Maybe I'm only a 8.7. <laughs> but um, did you like it? Did you did it work? Do you think? Like, do you feel like you're back already? Is it tight again, or is it? it uh, no, I because I just did my head thing, and I there was a little bit, but nothing bad. So I think yeah. I still have some some effects for it. I got to be honest, I'm gonna go back in another like in two months or the end of the summer, maybe. How long was it? An hour? An hour? Yeah, but it's like it's like definitely definitely eased me up. You know? What do you do during the hour? Did you headphones I'd on or I, I can't make small talk for an hour? No, it was an hour. I so just you're silent for a lot of it. You're supposed to relax. But the one funny thing that I think I'm gonna I'm turn into a joke. Is at one point I mentioned that I live in Astoria, and and he goes, "Yeah, I heard there's a, a rise in crime in Astoria." I'm like, "You're giving me a massage. What are you trying? <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Yeah, what are you trying to get repeat business? To relieve stress. <laughs> relieve stress, not add to it." He goes, "Where do you live? Yeah, you know, like 36th Street. I heard that's a bad area. <laughs> Specifically, right around that area. It's like, buddy, that like." You're going like you're 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 what are you drumming up business for the place. Relax. Especially a lot of uh, anti-Irish comic hate crime. Yeah, they're bringing That's exactly me. Yeah, <laughs> I heard they're bringing back the no Irish need apply signs in the windows of the store. <laughs> yeah, he got to start using the back doors at all these locations again. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. He's he's bringing up. <laughs> topics you're like dude how about a little lighter fare here yeah he's like yeah i heard the crimes rising also your mom hates you wait what what do you <laughs> <laughs> I, don't like the, I don't like the looks of this mole back here either <laughs> dr van nostrin correct i think yeah that's right that's right <laughs> um but andy i think this is the moment of truth oh boy i'm so excited everybody because andy had a oh, homework okay. assignment from last week and as i know Oh, don't say that, Andy. Don't say it. Don't, <laughs> don't even do it, buddy. Oh my God, this might be it. This might be the end of DYM Nation. It's fine. Hold on, I'm I'm trying to build it up here for <laughs> for dramatic effect, and then you just give your answer like that, uh, Andy. Everybody knows what we're talking about. I will, well, I want to explain it. We're talking. Andy had a homework assignment last week. We all know uh, Andy. I admitted to Andy a long time ago. I never watched Cool Hand Luke, and then I watched it, and I liked it very much. And then Andy admitted to me on the same same powerhouse level of 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 revealing something to your of friend loyalty? of loyalty of distrust and, and it was your birthday. Disloyal. I had to come clean. Yes, yeah, and I it was amazing, but. You were you were gonna watch it. You watched it, and you just kind of gave it away. What you thought? You just thought Midnight Run was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, dude, no way. <laughs> maybe from me. maybe it's a victim of it's like too old to appreciate it now. I, I think do not that's love not this it movie because I don't think age and movies have any bearing on what I think of them. And I you just think thought it's it fine. Yeah, it was you fine, think- dude. It. It, it balances that good. line of like, is, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? It's not. It's neither. It's just kind of in between. So that's kind of like, well, what are you? And I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but you just kind of go. It's just kind of a buddy film where they're not buddies, but I don't know, man. I, maybe it was overhyped. What's his name? The guy from The Times back in the day called it the Casa Blanca of buddy films. That's, that's what it is. No, it's not insane. Dude, well, we've both never seen Casablanca, so that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I actually taped it the other day to one day get it was on, and I was like, I can't do this right now, but I recorded it, so I yeah. will try and get through it one day. The amount of times I've done that, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not gonna do it now, but I'm gonna watch. That's actually a funny thing. That's actually a funny, funny topic. What movies do you have the intention of watching that you know you never will? Oh, yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. But okay, it might be the best thing that uh, Groden has ever done. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. Also, 
De Niro, like when you, uh, uh, dude, when it comes to this movie, like you talk about upping. Uh, I'm not saying it's it is the Godfather or something. We can put it in those terms. I'm just saying, look at the other things in its weight class, right? And then it takes that genre and runs with it, and become it's like that. It's a succinct movie that that from like you ca- like you care about it. It's really funny. It's the act of people in it. Who boy, Joey Pants, De Niro, Grodin, uh, Dennis Farina. It's like it's like back when like they were like Joe hey, bigger hall. It's Philip Baker Hall back when they had like where like this is guys movie like this is like upping the idea of a guys movie to an actual like really smartly written like fun fucking cross country romp whatever you want to call take it. This the wrong way, but I think you're re- I think you're remembering the nostalgia of it more no, for than what it is. No, I watched it. I watched it. Norm- All right. Well, that's uh, yeah. my feelings. But I, I think, think I'm not my favorite thing I've ever seen. I know you love it, but. It just wasn't. I just went, yeah, great. I don't have the immediate hours? love. And there's well, the thing. I maybe we'll watch it again and more times because a lot of movies that you know people grow to love like that are on repeated viewings. I will watch it again eventually one day. Maybe I'll start to see things that I didn't see the first time. But the things you said about those guys, it's not like they were career changing performances from those guys. Joey Pantaloni was like a, you know, he was a. V, it was just a kind of a side character. So it was Dennis. I mean, no one he gave also, like, it wasn't performances where I was like, this is mind blowing. You know what I mean? Apparently they wanted him. I mean, it's a great one- cast. Yeah. Well, I have a little fact about that. Joey Pants, the the, the right, the director is the, the uh, one of them for, um, was Martin Brest, who did the uh, Beverly Hills yeah. Cop movies. They He wanted them for one of the, the sidekick guys from the mobster. And he said, ah, I've done that. I, I, I'm, I'm good right. for the bookie. I'm, and then he proved to him that he'd be good with the bookie and auditioned for it and got it. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is this. I'm not overthinking it i'm thinking of it in the realm of these movies this is like a job or movie these people signed on for it went through all sorts of things originally i think we mentioned this once before on the podcast originally it was going to be uh the groden part was going to be a woman i think yeah i think that was what it was the groden part was going to be i think about not renee russo but somebody like that um they went through all these changes apparently it was hell to shoot it was just a movie that was getting made to being a movie and i think it came out so much better than they ever thought it would and there was so much more quality in it than i think it was given credit for at the time and now it's being appreciated more i think um it's i think it's one of these under i also we talk about things being underrated a lot and uh, I think it's super underrated, super underrated for what it is. You know, like all the characters, they, they, they know what they're doing. It doesn't doesn't meander, doesn't go too long. Like in a world of a, a time of, of movies with what kind of how does it, how does it meander? Yeah, but I think it I don't think it does. I think it's I think it's pretty on point. But I, anything I say right now, you're going to dispute because you love it. No, so I'm much. not. I'll agree. No, I'm no, just giving I, you my honest opinion. I, I agreed with you that it's not it's not trying to be this uh, best picture Oscar winner, like whatever it is. But I mean, um, but what I am thinking is that in the world that it's in, it is at the top of its game. I think I think it's better than 48 hours. I think it's better. I think it's better than the yeah. Beverly Hills Cops. I think it's better than uh, like and it's a, a overall a better I'll script, a better movie. Yeah. OK, then. That. All right. All right. That's saying something then, because those were huge, way Hills more Cop. popular. I don't know about the first Beverly Hills Cop. I don't even see them as kind of equals. I mean, they're very different. Well, same, same director, same time period, same, same, same. Um, what you call it? Uh, same freaking like you know trying to be that guy movie type thing where it's like but yeah like this like this there's, there's a draw it's, it's a comedy but also they have the action and, and a little bit of drama thrown in there as well like so um i think it does a better job of a lot of a lot of these things like i think it blows 48 hours away i think tango and yeah Kansas i've never been a huge 48 hours guy so, all right. I guess if you, I really thought. Sorry you'd to let it. you down, man. I, yeah, I listen. I hey, think it was a. It's a good example of what we were talking about at the beginning, though, where it's something nostalgic that you have a lot of love for. Very true. I'll give you that. Very true. Very true. Yeah. But I also. And I'm not saying it was bad. I enjoyed it, but I was just went going. Yeah, great. I'm glad I, I watched re- it from start to finish. I rewatched it not that long ago, and Grant, I, I and it, there's a lot of nostalgia involved with it for me. So I'll give you that. Sure. But. Like I'm saying, what I'm saying, like within its world of what it was, I think it's still fantastic, 
fantastic. Yeah. So um, I absolutely uh, – I'm disappointed you didn't love it because of just like <laughs> – even just the, the whole Groden – oh, my God, just the – It was the, good, yeah. But like Groden is an acquired taste for people. You either really – I think you love him or you hate him, you know? Mm. Yeah, but uh, this movie probably made him – me love him more. I just rewatched Clifford again. Which is <laughs> Clifford's crazy. So great. And uh, Clifford is so bizarre and funny. <laughs> and also, so I, just, I realized why they had uh, uh, Martin Short play a 10 year old kid in Clifford because Broden <laughs> is like beating the shit out of him. And then at the end, he like kidnaps him and takes him to a roller coaster that, and, and straps him in. And like, like you can't, <laughs> even in the 90s, you couldn't have this kid. Right, right. Beating, yeah, like that kind of thing. So I turned on my DVR just to see what ones I had recorded that I haven't seen that I'm supposedly you get to. Obviously, we mentioned Casablanca. That's the top list. Scanners. Never I've watched never seen it. Scanners. No. And usually these are like come home drunk one night and, and they'll be on. And I'll be watch like, I got to watch this and sober. It's like there's a reference from a comedy movie about scanners. That's why people probably watch it. Yeah. From Wayne's World. Yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. Did anybody ever see that scene in Scanners? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lincoln. I've never seen Lincoln. I saw it. It's good, but it's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, this movie live by night, which is Affleck. Um, oh, I've, is that really old? Like early 90s Roaring 20s prohibition, blah, blah, blah. And I, I heard it's awful and it's actually got a 35%, but I think this is one that's probably just, I got saved on there and I'll never go back and watch. Um, what is force of evil? I don't even know Probably what this some is. Some horror thing, yeah. A mob-linked Wall Street lawyer tips off his bookie brother to a numbers racket. Uh, this is from. I don't even know when. I don't. I don't even remember doing this. I don't even know what this could possibly be. Mm, all right. Well, one last thing I wanted to talk about. I kind of mentioned it before we started, and I think yeah. we're both watching this. Uh, not that we're going to give away any spoilers, but oh, there's yeah. a certain aspect. Okay, so I didn't watch any new movies this week, but I watched a TV show. I got all caught up on Mayor of Easttown. Uh, Are you caught up, caught up to like this week? Yeah, I am. Well, yeah. With like one more to go? Yep. Like you're yeah. up to episode six? Yeah, me too. Yep. Okay. Okay, yes. But we don't have to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But what I do want to talk it's about good. is as this is, the you know, it's it's the whole series is this one season. It's one of these limited series things. Um, And because uh, they, they said next week is the series finale. Now. Yeah. What I and I'm sure this is being said a million times, but one thing I realized even more so while watching it is these are the new movies that these are the new sure. these are the new high drama movies that, where they're like, hey, can we make this into a limited series? And let's do that because yeah, the movies and TV are becoming on par with each other and TV is being watched more than movies right now, especially because of COVID. But even before COVID, these types of what movie this would have been. Would have, what got could have been swept under the rug and not been not but but it being a TV yeah. show makes it this like groundbreaking thing you know and, and totally it's, and it's also a great way to we talked about this last week where directors and writers or whatever it's so hard to edit your your baby and to kill right. your child so it's a great way to tell your whole story and have it basically be a six hour vehicle for the whole story yeah. you're not than cramming it into two hours into two hours yeah just to make yeah. it a feature and so uh, it's a really cool device but yeah that's why you see you've got all these weirdly numbered episodes you're like what there's seven episodes what is that yeah. you're, you're, you're used to like having a season of things yeah but now it's just like no let's just do seven that's where the story ends we, yep. we said it all in seven episodes and uh, yeah it's yeah. a really cool thing i love it i fully support it and you know, I probably I think I've said this before, but my favorite actress is Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet. I, I think again, is we're, no, so we're we're we're, we're, opposite, we're on opposite pages today. Mm. Yeah, your favorite ever. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you love like, fucking Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine. I you love Titanic. I, <laughs> <laughs> she I just me, man. Think- she does not do it for me. Boy, and, the cool breeze and, has and that, the old man touch. She yeah. has that 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 eastern, southern, southeastern Pennsylvania accent down to a T in this. Oh and, God, they're almost overdoing it a little bit. It's just like, yo, I'm giving home. Home. I got to sell this murder. There's no hope. There's no hope. <laughs> yeah. There's no hope. We'll find the killer. Um, 
That's like well, that remind, all the, every time I hear that accent, it reminds me of those John McKeever Delco guys. They, they, yeah, it's all I'm like, all, just be a, all, yeah, maybe this whole mayor of Easttown is a McKeever sketch. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it is good. Is, man. is Shane good, Gillis the killer? Is Shane Gillis? <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, but but I, I the acting is phenomenal. The writing is really good in this. The only thing that I'll say is they have a, a, a love story. The, the daughter is the lesbian, and they have a love story with her where um, Siobhan. 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 Where a love story where she's dating this girl, and she breaks up with her other girlfriend from her high school and takes this college girl, which is fine, but their dialogue is the only dialogue in the show that's corny. Like, their dialogue, she's yeah. like, She's like, um, like, give me your number. She's like, you got to work for it. Like, it's very like chintzy. I'm like, right. wow, then you could have just left this out or like, how are you or gotten somebody else to help you write for uh, uh, this couple? Unless I, I've never been in a lesbian me? relationship before. Are they all corny? I don't know what's going on, but the rest of that show is pretty down to earth and pretty gritty. It's a really dark show. Yeah, and then their, their relationships. Stinks. What? Yeah. Sounds fucking trouble. Awful. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's fucked up in this town. Can and I then, ask you what the thing she ate was? Well, this is not giving away a spoiler in the last oh, episode. An, an, an edible. Oh, I couldn't like tell what it was. She, but then she started like point, boozing gets, and got fucked up. She was drinking. I think I think you're supposed to assume she might have been in recovery. And then she, she relapses. And then she called. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into it, but whatever. That's not giving anything away. Don't worry. Dude, that that bathtub scene, I went. What more you could do, this poor lady? You know oh, 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 dude. Yeah, but right, stop talking about it because I don't want people. I to know, get but it was just like you. Uh, you gonna add this on top? I, I jumped up out of the bed. I jumped up and I was like, no, <laughs> no. I think I literally said, "Fuck this show." I said, "No, Fuck it. no, no." I'm not watching TV <laughs> ever again in my life. No, no, dude. So I fucking here. And what was this? Is the last uh, thing I watched last night before I went to bed. Yeah. So I watch in my living room. Then I, I go to bedroom, my bedroom and, you know, I fall asleep with the TV on. But I have a Samsung like smart TV. It's got that like we it's got like its own little cable channel guide and designing women is on. It just was the first thing that popped on. And there's young Gene Smart and in designing <laughs> women coming from fucking old grizzled mayor of Easttown. Gene Smart. <laughs> it was so just funny. a funny side by side to see. And Gene Smart is great in this. She is great. great. She's always great. She's a highlight of the show. Yeah. Um, well, it's about that time, my friend. We're going to wrap things up here. And I think we've learned a lot. I think uh, I'm very <laughs> disappointed that the Midnight Rum was not a winner for my friend. The I old wouldn't say it was a shark. loser. I wouldn't say it was a loser. It was It was just kind of uh, it ran its course, I guess. It's, it never ran its course. What do you call it when you're in the middle of the pack? Middle of the pack. Um, A contender, not a. Yeah. Yeah, uh, an up and comer. I don't know. Up and comer. That sounds promising. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Up and comer. Like I will watch it again. There, when I hear the words up and comer, there's hope. There's hope in there. There's hope. 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 Good night. Good. Good night. <laughs> I can't even do that accent. I'll just sound like I have an English accent. <laughs> I can't do British either. I have to like hear somebody do British at first, and then I can mimic it. But I can't start it on my own. Does that make sense? Unless I'm just uh, doing like the Beatles and like I'm just doing Paul McCartney or I'm doing John Lennon. Those are like the only British. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the same I can't way. just come up with my own. Like I always I don't. This is one of those weird things. You ever have this thing? You're like, if I was ever cast in a film to cast in a film to play a British person, they would fire me on day one because I'd, I'd show up <laughs> and I'd be like, hello, everybody. What are you doing? Well, and and like, the- you prepare. I'd be like I worked with a speech coach for six months for that. <laughs> no, and he's like i listened to the beatles for four hours a day for three months <laughs> also you. they have they That's have a the thing, long and winding road to get here they have this thing called an audition process to weed those people out and yeah, that's true <laughs> it's just a fantasy in the cool <laughs> like, head. hello governor yeah <laughs> yeah you just go real cockney <laughs> hello freshen your drink governor spit spot well folks thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the dym podcast i would like to tell you about my friend pool shark slash cool slash andrew fiore he has social media he's at andy fiore 
He also has a radio show every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99 on Sirius XM called The Raw Report Fiddling. Uh, fittingly. I couldn't say fiddling. Fittingly. It's called The Raw Report. It's a very, very hilarious show. They have uh, these amazing guests and they have these quips and these funs and these jokes. Uh, and you should go a watch lot of it. Quips. A lot of quips over there. Um, we actually and then, had very, uh, we had Alicia Witt. Do you, do you remember her? Yeah, D-Girl from The Sopranos. Exactly. Yeah, she's great. It was really fun, and I didn't really get to ask her about that because the conversation just didn't go there. It would have been a yeah. hard left turn. Yeah, you like, know? like a, she's talking about like like being in love, and you're like, what about Sopranos? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you showed your tits on the Sopranos, right? <laughs> she is a foxy ginger, man. I love oh, her. She sure is. Yeah, uh, she's in that Amy Adams club. I uh, yeah. I also you, have stuff. True. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to Shawnee's uh, Sirius XM radio show. Celebrate with Sean Donnelly and Kevin McCaffrey, who uh, we were either we were the three remaining members of your birthday party last week, which we didn't even really talk about. Great well, time, fun time had by all, and that was the most normal I've ever felt since this whole thing started. Yeah, we were back in uh, Patty's. You know, Shawnee's the pair, mayor of Patty'sville. And there was not a mask in sight, and nope. we were inside, and it was 3 a.m. We're like, we got to get out of here. A lot Let's of people told me. And- a lot of people told me they felt like it was like, oh, this is the coming out party of normalcy, yeah. or something like yeah. that. It really was. It really was. Yeah. And so fun times had by all. I don't. There's a, uh, a story I heard about the old Cool Breeze on the way back. We all took a taxi back to the neighborhood over here in Astoria, Queens. And you guys, you and Kevin McCaffrey kind of live near each other. You actually live very close to each other. And yeah. uh, Kevin told me that you guys were walking back from the taxi and you and you said, I don't think I'm going to make it. You were like two blocks from your house. <laughs> and you said, I don't think I'll make it. <laughs> I, yeah, but I know what he was referencing. What was he referencing? Me, I was had to take a piss. Oh, is that what it was? I didn't, I didn't know if it was, was like gonna, it was gonna die. Oh yeah, no, I didn't think I didn't think you were gonna die. I thought it might have been a puke thing or a pass out thing. I didn't think no, I didn't I know didn't, it was a piss so bad. <laughs> and I was just like good to Kevin. I was just like, I don't think I'm gonna make it, man. <laughs> and I did make it. I made it home. I actually did piss in my face. Um, Here's the thing: I have been known, especially in New York. Now they came out like a couple years ago. They're like, yeah, it's not like an arrestable thing anymore. It's just like a fine. So for a drunk like me, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to run behind this car and take a piss. Yeah. And I told the guy, I go, yo, I don't think I'm going to make it. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> did you did you piss outside? No, I made it home. You made it home. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yes. But also, guys, remember, we have uh, a, a Instagram and tw- uh, we have an Instagram for the radio show. I mean, for the, the podcast. Jesus, I'm all over the place. For the podcast, it's called at the DYM podcast It's on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us right now. Interact with us. We will interact with you back. We've done it. Ask anybody that listens to the show. They know we will talk back. We take suggestions from you guys. We, we are probably going to be back in studio pretty soon. So that means back to guests, back to the hijinks. We're going to do extra episodes, all that jazz. So Give us a listen and give us a follow. And thank you guys so much. And we will see you next week. Also, thank you to Michael V. Suarez, Buster Palm, you know him as, and the Laugh Button and all those guys. And uh, Mike, you are at Michael V. Suarez on uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, right? Yes. And Instagram, same thing, right? What are you, okay. up your Velcro sneakers over there? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See you, guys.